bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jordan. We have just wrapped up our little mini-series of what we've been calling side shots. I hope you've enjoyed those. I'm going to go ahead and introduce the rest of our group. To my left is... My name is Aaron, and I have multiple personality disorder. (laughs) My name is Johnny, and so do I. (laughs) My name is Jeff, and I have scary personality disorder. (laughs) And my name is Jeremy, and yet again, in a campaign, I'm hearing voices. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think this is the first time that you've played, what, five or six different characters, main quote-unquote characters in a yeah. session. Yeah. yeah. It got a little confusing there towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's like, wait, I'm not this character anymore. Wait, I'm not Julian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That was the hardest part, was to remember which, that you weren't your the main characters. For yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, there were certain parts in each of the episodes where I'm like, oh, if Julian were here, <laughs> there's a very specific way he would react, but... Mm-hmm. Especially that last one with the kids. Oh, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. There was some really neat stuff in that one. <laughs> that Julian part of my brain is screaming as he's in the dumpster. It's like, no! It's right there in front of you! Come on! <laughs> now it's in the street. <laughs> You're seeing all these things just get dangled around. And, and the kids are totally oblivious. The kids are totally oblivious. And also, it's like, the kids don't behave like role-playing characters. No. Like... Mm-mm. Here, here's a giant hanging clue. There, yeah. I'm going to ignore that. They I'm were very singular, yeah. singularly focused. I'm going to kick the clue. Yeah. The clue comes back. I'm going to try and kick the uh, rock at the clue. Yeah. But that, but that, but, <laughs> I mean, but that's that's usually Jeff's characters anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you see the cat. I kick the cat. <laughs> if I remember correctly, poke with a stick. In, if if you saw my notes for that cat, it was actually a fake creature following you around, and then you threw it at it, and I'm like, well, that's no longer a fake shapeshifter. So yep. <laughs> don't know what that is. So anyway, getting back to this campaign, <laughs> I really liked the side shots because they gave us an opportunity to see the city in a totally different light. Like yeah. we we got to see to- different ways that people would respond. And it was kind of funny how it got split. Because the first two side shots that we did were different officials in their official capacity responding to Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. We had the guys in the water treatment plant who were doomed from the very beginning. Yeah. Because because the facilities are just not set up for for that kind of... I almost made it out. There will be some... You did make it out. But the council made sure that you didn't That there were valves that you had to climb a ladder to get to. (laughs) There will be some serious restructuring going on. Or will there? Be? Once, once Jeff gets on the council. <laughs> oh. Once I am the council. <laughs> oh man, that uh, was so much fun to play. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, that's but that's getting back to our back half. So first episode, you guys were the water treatment guys. Second mm-hmm. episode, you guys were investigators trying to figure out why the explosion happened, and you followed the wrong trail all the way to some action hero investigators. Yeah, yeah yes, yes. <laughs> we were action that was hero fun. investigators. And then and then Lethal on the weapon. second, on the back half of the the side shots, you guys were chose to be kids for both of those. So first ones were a group of kids in a private school situation. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, you guys were street kids. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the street kids one. It was it was fun. Partly because of that, where you got to be very singularly focused and just do yeah. ridiculous things that... Yeah. It's like our normal characters would never do something like this. I need to rescue my teddy bear. Yeah, rescue, rescue a teddy bear. Have a gleeful look on your face as you dive into a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. See, I like the contrast of personalities between the street kids versus the private school kids. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You know? Even the private school kids were very serious about what they were about. They right. were very serious right. about what they were about, but, you know, look at uh, Trace at the end, her views on the council. Every adult is evil because they work for the council. Yeah. 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 Whereas we have Jeff's character from the private school yeah, episode. private school. Prin. All about Prin being Prin, the council. Prin knock. Wanted to be the council. Yeah. I had so much fun playing that character. <laughs> because every time I said or did anything, everyone around the table cringed. <laughs> yeah. the, the one part that I really like about that one, too. I understand why Jordan does things now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my, my GME philosophy, I guess, in a nutshell. What am I going to say that makes these people fear me the most? I really like how each episode, maybe not the last one, but the other one showed you a glimpse of how really dark the, the council. council is. Yeah. yeah. But what I really like about the prep school one is, even though we didn't get to see much of the council, we got to see a lot of, through Jeff's character, about the mentality of the council. So you got, you know, he wasn't the council, but you got to see it partly how the council thinks uh-huh. and how yeah. the council how operates they need to because know every little detail they know they know everything and it was like there were, i love the scene where they're looking for something in the room uh-huh. and jeff's character is laying down facing the wall not even looking and is telling everybody what's going on where yeah. to find it it's like where to find it's it. over here where and, it is, what it and is. And then no, walking no, down the hall. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where's my thing? This this is where it is. And then, I forget whose character it was. One one character said, they just turn and stare at Prynne. And then Jeff, without batting an eye, says, then I say, stop staring at me. And he's not even looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, when he, yeah. like when he's lying on the bed. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in- he's just gazing at the map and the flag of... <laughs> North Belisera. North Belisera. And I think I've mentioned this in other commentary episodes, but when we were coming up with the show, Elements of War, the World, I was watching a lot of documentaries on North Korea at the time. And in a lot of ways, the council operates in the same kind of cult of personality that the leaders of North Korea do. You know, it's like very much... The gods came down from the mountain, and now we have these these leaders that are amazing, and they they built this entire cult of personality around them. Um, everybody hangs on their words and their in their actions, and so I did that. We, we did that with the council, but then we have this layer of removal where people don't know who the council actually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it gets really part. crazy. 
And I also, I thought it was interesting. One of the darkest things about the entire incident was that the council would brook no favor in the water treatment facility episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you, you all climbed to the top. Oh, just, yeah. it was just yeah. Aaron's it was character. Just, Aaron. just uh, well, it was, what was his name? It was, you failed, you're done. Yep. Which got echoed in the prep school yeah. as well. And when Prem was, was like, like I, failed. Right, I failed. I failed. I'm done. I'm done. I'm taking myself out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how the military was okay with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How they just all snapped to attention. And like it was, gave him a salute for it, basically. Right. It was uh-huh. expected, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Almost honored him for his his choice of yep. killing himself. Yeah, yeah. I gave sent him off with a for the council. Yep. Mm-hmm. The words sweetest to his ears. Were he able to hear them? <laughs> <laughs> I also like how the the first episode, the water treatment plant, set a tone, and we all expected in each of the episodes <laughs> after that to die. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah, the did. first one, we all died. The second one. I think we even joked halfway through. It was like, well, you know we're not living after yeah. this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I remember we, we joked. There was something that was about to happen. Oh, uh, Aaron's character, uh, Liam, mm-hmm. was trying to get a confession out of Krom. And he had a, to, a role for this. And I'm, I remember one, uh, we were all of us as players around the table. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. Because <laughs> if this happens, we'll live. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it did happen. And, it, and happened. we did live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that's the first episode is the only one where we all die. All, we all die. Yeah, I think though that it was important to because that was happening like as, as the, the opera yeah. rail was yeah. just falling to pieces. Yeah, and to have that established, oh my gosh, this is the worst kind of imaginable imaginable situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of bounce back and forth too, because you got the first one where everybody died, the third one where Prince killed himself. But at the end, the last thing that was said is water starts seeping in Back into the, the yeah, doorway. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know. That prep school could have been flooded. Yeah. And yeah. all the kids died anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And then we got the fourth one where I kind of like where the fourth one ended because it, uh-huh. as we wrapped up and we shut off the recording, we're like, ooh, we're going to see these kids again. Yeah. Because it kind of <laughs> left off as there's something that's going to happen with these kids. I like how that one actually was. Like, there was potential for something to happen, but the kids were not willing to push through the mm-hmm. uncomfortableness of their situation. They were reactionary in the opposite direction. It was like... Well, yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they were street kids. Right. right. Constantly on the run. They were right. hiding from people who were trying to, to control them. They were hiding yep. from people who were trying to hurt them. Helping each other out and trying to get what they could from their surroundings. Mm-hmm. And part of it was because as we were playing him, that we saw that there's sort of the council's hand behind everything as we were we were going through it. Yeah. Um, so that's why for my character, Bear, uh, we were torn around with the idea that it's like, all right, these kids are something, but the council is in some way involved, whether they're after these kids or whether they something's going on with these kids and the council that sort of came out at the end yeah when all the rest of the kids thought that the lady with the dog lady with the dog has come up before <laughs> it was working Hint. for it was working for the council well, we'll see if that's the same lady or not yeah know. the good old AIT stomp right <laughs> yeah. yes yes but Hint. yeah so 
with uh, Bear trying to throw in a hint of there's something mysterious about Bear, and Jordan kept trying to push that the bear's talking to Bear, and I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what to do with that. So I sort of tried to acknowledge it, but not in a way that would make him seem crazy to others. Yeah, to the other kids that he's talking to somebody else. Yeah. I was thinking it was kind of like a Christopher Robin. Winnie the Pooh situation. Okay. Where it's like, you know, you have the the teddy bear who's talking to the kid and in the imagination sense. Yeah. And know. and this didn't come out in the actual play, but when we were talking about those kids and just gave a brief background before we actually started the recording, it kinda came out in the idea that you heard Bear say, What's the council? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. part of Bear's background was that he didn't remember what had happened to him prior to a month before this. Yeah. So, which is why, even though he was the same age as some of the other kids, he didn't know. It seemed like the other kids were much more knowledgeable about things than well. It felt like it felt like all the other kids were much older than him too. It felt like it, but in reality, Bear and uh, Kick were the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and. What's his name? Dolph was only a year. <laughs> not Klaus. Klaus. Not Klaus. <laughs> not cheese. <laughs> not cheese. This is not cheese. Uh, I was about to say Klaus again. Uh, <laughs> Dolph, Dolph was only a year older. Right. Okay? Yeah. We sort of hinted at the possibility that Bear was an innate, and then the idea that he may be an android kid. And you don't really know. He's ambiguous at this point. The very nature of... Bear is in question. I don't I mean, know. There were some very, <laughs> there were some, some very, very big hints for Bear, and the fact that he's was strong. I mean, he had no memory prior to a month before, and uh, this is something that didn't actually come out like blatantly. But I was trying to hint at it that the cold that he wasn't affected by the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't concerned about finding warm clothes. He was concerned about food. food. He didn't care about clothing at all. No, I mean, that's why at one point I said, like, yeah, he's just standing in his underwear looking over the pot saying, when's this going to be ready? (laughs) When it was freezing outside. I I really wanted to ask, and it would have been so ridiculous to ask in game, but I really wanted to ask if he had nipples. (laughs) (laughs) If he were an android, would he have nipples? Or a belly button. Or or, or a belly button. Kyle XY? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, (laughs) that, that one show, Kyle XY. My thinking was that if he was, if he is an android, he's been built to represent a human, to pass as a human, as human. Mm-hmm. Whether he was an innate or android, if he was innate, whatever his ability was requires lots and lots of energy. His yeah. metabolism is off the charts, which is why he's always wanting to eat. Or if he was an android, whatever. His, whatever really system has anyway. to maintain his outward flesh requires massive amounts of protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's always wanting to eat. And hint, hint, maybe the protein, raw the raw protein, it, since he's just using it for the protein, it's not going to make him sick. Maybe he can right. just consume the raw protein, and that still does what he still gets what he needs from it. Or it could be that next time we see these kids, they're, they're only a trio. Bear is dead, and they're like, the, <laughs> he's he's the that was the real thing. He was about to walk out the building, and then all of a sudden his stomach's like, uh-oh. And that's why he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could have been it. 
Shouldn't have eaten the dumpster meat. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't cheese. That definitely wasn't cheese. <laughs> it sounded like the, at the end of that scene, it was a much more serious tone than... <laughs> but I remember... getting sick. So one, one thing, that, just thinking about the, the, the four episodes, the first episode was the only episode where kids were not in danger. Because, yeah, that's true. Because oh, yeah. the um, Delby's Ooh. kids, mm-hmm. going back to the second yep. episode, Delby's kids were like they're running out of the building. Well, they were in danger, the and then they were in danger, endangering themselves by the things that they were writing and saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that stuff was running through my head as a player when we were at the end of the uh, the the street urchins episode. Like I was like, we're we're all gonna get murked just for saying these things. Oh, because yeah, yeah. If the wrong person had heard what we were saying, yeah. If if she so really if she was, was on the council, then we would have been. <laughs> or even go even darker, that bear is actually an android implanted by the council, right. and is actually recording everything. And that's actually Ooh. what they do. They plant. That's how they hunt down <laughs> some of the the kids. They put androids out there to be adopted by the gangs that's dark yeah that is, that that's is pretty really dark. dark if that's the way if that's the way Jordan but wants yeah to take. That, that, that was definitely running through my head how those girls were potentially going to be in serious trouble because of the things they were saying and writing down and drawing yeah. mm-hmm and you guys as as in investigators for the for the council were just eating it up yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 definitely. Yeah. Well, there was only the it was only your character that knew about it. Right, because that's when I turned around. Aaron's and character. Gave yeah. It to Crom. I'm like, all right. So here are your options: either your kids disappear, or you sign this confession saying you you did it. I mm-hmm. really like that. Usually, when we split the party, that's usually somebody makes a joke. Oh, this is the worst idea ever. <laughs> but that actually worked for that that yeah. episode to have the investigators. Like questioning, and then Jeff and I's character, uh, James Casville, yeah. yeah, and yeah, Tom Bruce, James, James uh, went back and the researched, expert. <laughs> researched uh, Crom's place, mm-hmm. and that was interesting as well because there's a lot of things that could be potential Easter eggs, yeah, for oh, yeah. for there. So it seems like Crom's place had already been searched. You're not quite tossed, but definitely. Well, gone certain areas were tossed. I, I feel like, like it was the desk. it was yeah, tossed the desk was. in his in his hurry to he hide. Yeah, whatever there was to hide. Yeah. I mean, but there were papers all on the floor. He didn't shut the back panel of the drawer correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What I think was even more interesting was what we found in the basement. Oh yeah, was the table that had been dragged from somewhere, mm-hmm. and there was a and that storage storage crawl space. Where and there was we something stuff. on the desk there that had been removed. And it, from the description, it hadn't been it had been there for a while. Mm-hmm. So it had been recently removed because there yeah. was like dust around it. Yeah. There was like this rectangular shaped part where there wasn't dust. That and all the, the pictures and notes and journals and stuff. I also like how in each of the episodes, as dark as it got, especially showing the full darkness of the world that we live in the system of government there were still some pretty light 
humorous moments in each of them. I love the capture the flag game in the in the school. Yeah, episode. I thought that was, yeah. that, was, that, was, that, was that was that was, that was fun and the the pranks. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Were going. But that that was like the most lighthearted that it got. Well, that reminds me of stuff that actually does go on in like college campuses. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Definitely. That I mean, that's what I that I pulled from my first <laughs> semester of college. I was at Virginia Tech in the Corps Cadet, so that's pretty much what life was. You're in your dorm. There's lights out, but then you got your unofficial activities. Sneak out and do pranks to other lighthearted pranks, usually. Yeah, yeah, Putting stuff like soap in the fountain. Oh, the best one we had was stacking empty soda cans in front of somebody's door, <laughs> and then tying a fishing line from the top string to the center in the bottom. And we did it to the guy that that was responsible for getting up before everybody. And going to prep PT for everybody. So he, he didn't want to wake up everybody beforehand. So he's not, not going to just knock him down. He's going to take the first can and try and unstack him. He lifts the first can. It's tied to the bottom. and just pulls everything out. <laughs> <laughs> Wakes it ready up anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. That was fun. Even though that's... God, that episode almost... It's one of the most twisted <laughs> yeah, it moments. Was, it, 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 was, it was lighthearted, lighthearted, lighthearted. And then... No. Ooh, this is how serious <laughs> yeah. this is. Yeah, well, it, and it everybody's showed... okay with this, right? Well, yeah, and as soon as it got serious, all the characters were serious. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just the story got serious. It was, yeah. yeah. Once the emergency hit, everybody was straight into what they're supposed to actually be doing. Yep. Yeah, except for Pren, who had a meltdown. Yeah, but I like that, that was that how people to... respond and and scary situations like not just a meltdown but he had a total lapse of what he was doing he didn't even remember what he had said yeah Mm -hmm. because he he had broken down so much Mm -hmm. so that like the fear just struck him so hard and that happens to people like he didn't i've seen that happen to people in real life where there's some situation happening and they they lose their brain completely yeah and they just they bolt Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they they don't know what they did, what they said, what they saw. Yeah. 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 He didn't even remember. He said that I am the council. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing that was so much fun. Though, <laughs> every time I looked up, everyone at the table was like. <sighs> well, I think I think that's probably one of the reasons that I, I even made Jordan cringe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think it's because it was so very different from how you normally play characters. Mm. Like your characters are typically more your natural. They're very quiet and reserved individuals in in general. Like I remember all the way back in Terra Proximus, your character is like a, a really go with the flow kind of guy. Yeah, very go with the flow. And then your the watchmaker again was very go with the flow. In a different way. But timing. <laughs> but timing is everything. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes in this campaign, it feels like I'm kind of, I'm giving you clues and giving you hints and trying to get your character involved. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm dragging. Well, that's his personality. I know, is, I know. Well, Drag his feet But that's the what last... I'm saying is that, but Pren was completely different oh, yeah, from Pren. all of that. Like, yeah. Like, true. it doesn't matter how, like, it, the timing wasn't everything for Pren. In fact, Pren timing couldn't have been worse. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be this space hillbilly who gets <laughs> recruited into going to Earth to be turned into a, a, a tree. 
Yeah, Pren was definitely yeah. Pren was like in control of everything I must all be, the time. I must be in control of everything, or I will not. And I, I don't think I've ever seen a, you play a character that was as forceful as Pren, just in personality. And I think that's one reason why it came across as such a shock to everybody. I'd like to point out, too, that the dice rolls... Tonight. For, for each of the side shots seemed to be very fitting... Oh yeah. For, yeah. Well, they were. for what was going on, because, and in a humorous way, the second ep- episode, the investigator, <laughs> because <laughs> those roles, when we said we're doing something, fit the yep. stereotype for the celebrity actor that yeah. we were. were oh doing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we made the joke first that Tom Ruse is going to sprint around the building and it's going to be a good scene, and it ended up being one of the best scenes of the. <laughs> Because he's like <laughs> sprinting in slow motion in the world. Oh, yeah. He so the... much in this movie. You know it's going to be good. <laughs> and then he fires off the shot. And then everybody roll to see if they can hear it. And Johnny's character, Christopher Rove, <laughs> rolls like eight sixes. <laughs> yeah. And we're making the joke, super hearing. <laughs> yeah. And then in the the last episode, the the kids. I mean, you, Jordan, you dumbed down the dice because yeah, you, you you gave us one, two. The most we ever rolled was three. Yeah, for, for a, kicking. For, <laughs> for three for for kicking three <laughs> three dice for anything, but even with just those minimal dice, we were rolling awful. Yeah. I don't think I it rolled. Was awful. It was terrible. I think we had like three or four rolls that were actually double digits. Yeah. Everything yeah. else was single digits, if not. Zeros. I think yeah, we had I a, lot, a lot of zeros. I think the median roll tonight, just off of gut, no math involved, was about a four. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which is fitting when you think about it. Is kids trying to do stuff? They, they're not. They're not capable. kids with zero training. Yeah, yeah, they're not capable of doing stuff. Which is, I think, it was hilarious oh, it was how so kick funny. could kick anything he wanted, but it wouldn't do any damage. <laughs> yeah. No, it did two damage. <laughs> two damage. <laughs> Every single time he he landed a kick, but it wouldn't be enough. Like it was, there was sometimes when it was like he kicked and it was like, oh, I I hit my, I stubbed my toe against the, yeah, the, their against legs. them, yeah. Oh, and again, I'm like dangling. Like I said, I was dangling all of these oh, huge man. carrots in front of these children. Well, yeah, in front of the kids. There's the pipe bomb, uh, and as, they were just they were just as like, players. Yeah. I was like, I want to snatch this clue. Yeah, I want to dig into that clue. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Jeff, I was kind of annoyed at the char- at your character at first when he just, I'm just going to drop down out of this vent without even looking to see what's down there. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, that's a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just I think was... about what your son would do in that situation. No, my son would look. Caleb would look. What about, what about your daughter? Jade wouldn't even go in the vent. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> I, I, was, I was starting to think about how... How I would handle it, and I was like, "Wait, if I was a kid, I wouldn't." Yeah. It. I would be like, "Oh, there's something down there. Yeah. Let me try to hurt it before it hurts me." Okay. Jump down there and kick it. Just to to jump back to Monster <laughs> of the Week, you played your character tonight, Kick, very similar to how my brother Elijah played his character in Monster of the Week. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Very yeah. straightforward. This is what I'm doing, kind of character, which makes sense because Elijah is so much younger than the rest of us. Yeah, you know. Well, it's it's the, uh, it's the I'm philosophy. invincible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mentality. Yeah. 
there were things that the, I mean, the, the kids were doing. There was, it's like, it's like uh, talked about it. I said it even. I think the Julian ha- side of my brain was like, yes. oh, we should know that this is something and do it. Yeah, I think the pipe bomb. Yeah, in the bomb, yeah. in the dumpster. Jordan was like, the box is a little bit heavier. He opens the box. There's a pipe in it. I was like, it's a pipe bomb. Why? It's a GX33 or 5 or whatever it is. <laughs> well, it was great because it was, I'm going to throw a couple boxes. Oh, one of those boxes is heavier than the other. Oh, that, and that's where I took the opportunity. I was like, oh, let me throw some more mystery out there. So I used one of the fate points that Jordan had given to alter that and say that Bear tosses it out like it's nothing. Yeah. So, which we, did, we didn't really talk about the backstories before for we... The, for the kids? We, no, we the, just kind of jumped in. We just jumped in. Because part of the backstory for Bear was he had amnesia and woke up in an abandoned building with nothing but the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. There was another kid that came in and tried to take the teddy bear from him, and he just beat the snot out of him. Literally, there was boogers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and that, that, that's the backstory that would have been good to know at the beginning of that for... Uh, to, to explain why you kept going after the teddy bear. Because there was yeah. that one point where where your character, Aaron, asked, oh, why, why don't you just leave the teddy bear? We can find you another one. I didn't say that. It's like... I said, it's, it's just it's a just bear. bear. It's just a bear. A bear. Ooh, and like, that's, is it worth it? That's where I wanted to get the, a little bit of the creep factor going on, where he just, like, turned around like it wasn't him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, snapped back and was like, we got meat! And just kept walking <laughs> by him. And be like... Oh, uh, what just happened? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and talk about role playing. Talking about like furthering your agenda, the agenda is really kind of hard to. Well, do. Yeah, you can't. Well, you can't right, cause but role playing we can talk about quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot. There was a lot was of a different lot. types of role playing. There yeah. was uh, in the first episode. That that one was the first episode was a little bit harder to role play because it was very much a scenario situation. Yeah, it was scenario. The only role play that you actually really got to do was at the very beginning because once stuff started happening, it was was more of just oh, let's we got to do this, we got to do this. It was rush, 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 trying to survive, which is was great because we this particular campaign has been very role play heavy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so to have a scenario where you had to rush to get something done was a lot of fun. So yeah. I, we did set up that with some good role play. Set yeah. up that the scene, the scene opener, with I mean, we even joked about it once as we're saying, "Oh, this character's doing this. This character doing this." It's like, "Oh, this is very much like a typical night shift." Yeah, <laughs> one yeah. person is doing the work while everybody else is just slacking <laughs> off. And then yeah. there, uh, but but with the added twist of there was a doctrine, there was a doctrine officer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the council. Yeah, which I the, some role play elements came back into that because there was the logbook. Yeah. That became a very important thing, which never got to where it should have gone. Nope. Because the council was just like, well, no, we're done with this. We're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would rather shove our mistakes under the rug. So there were there were some brief role play moments in that one. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, there was a lot, a lot of, of role good, playing. A lot of role yeah. playing. Yeah. So Aaron had some really good moments when he was when he was interrogating, interrogating. Yeah. both when Came out when funny. he were uh, interrogating Delby mm-hmm. and the, the, the little girls. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was, so, were, that, was that was a really good moment where you didn't let on that with the kids. You didn't like 
immediately start to chastise them. It was like, what are you saying? What are you writing? This why? It's like, oh, this is some interesting writing. Did you hear your parents say this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, it was very good. It was very creepy. It was thoughtful. Yeah. It's how it, it's how I think a lot of police would respond because it's like, oh, you're kids. You don't have any kind of real thought of your own. Original thought. You've heard right. this from somewhere. You've heard this from somewhere. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was well done. Yeah. Then our third episode. The third one was very role play. Yeah. <laughs> very. Yeah. It's a very. I love. There was a lot good role playing in that one yes. too. Yes, there was. The whole scene with Last trying to stay up late. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Trying to finish yeah, very much just finish the bridge. Yes. Yeah. The, the engineering project. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was That, uh, Prin, that, that whole scene uh, that, in, the, in the pod. Yeah. Well, yeah. Was ve- I think everybody did a good job yeah. role-playing mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah. I liked when, uh, what was your character's name? Um, uh, Flynn. Connor Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. Connor Flynn. And his buddy were, were doing workouts and yeah. in the corner, like just <laughs> egging each other on until they were done. And the interaction with the janitor. Yeah, yeah. that the, was good. Yeah, we have a deal, remember? And yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was good. We got tickets. And then even in the safe room the or whatever, room, yeah, the panic yeah. room, uh, Johnny's character, who was then re- totally focused on engineering. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, we gotta find think, a way I to think, keep the water out. I think it's the aqua room. We gotta. We gotta do the same. We gotta, we gotta. We gotta make sure we don't flood in this room. Yep. And then. And then the, we flooded because nobody listened to me. And then Flynn say, taking charge and saying, "All right, everybody, back up." And then just print. All the way through. <laughs> yes. I was on my game that episode. I don't know why I was just in the zone. I was having so much fun, freaking <laughs> you guys out. And then there was there's so many great uh, moments, role play moments with the kids. Yeah, yeah. The the whole thing with kick, just literally <laughs> jumping and, out. And, and, yeah, because at first I'm I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, why is this kid keep doing this? Or you know, why does the player keep? I'm gonna keep doing this. But then it's like, no, actually, that's exactly what kids you know, do. A kid would sit and struggle and keep trying to kick and squirm and scream and that's exactly what a kid would do that's exactly right. what that's, a kid would do it was so hard to figure out when is there a good stopping point in terms of role playing without like actually doing damage to a child yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah it's, it's true so that's why I finally just like chucked you outside and, then, and that was fair that was a good release good? point for kick to yeah. Yeah. skedaddle and yeah. get, get back to yeah street kid gets all right, fine. You're gonna let me go in the middle of the street. Fine. Boop, right. Out of yeah. here. Right. Not gonna. Not <laughs> yeah. gonna go back for more. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna fight you over cans of food when I can go upstairs and raid the kitchens. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Which was another thing. As a player, thinking how an older player would play this, it's like, oh, you you crawl your way through the vents. You find you're in the apartment area. All right, break into the apartments. They yeah. got foods in the yeah. apartments. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nope, kid was like, ah, I gotta turn around. <laughs> and then, and then, the uh, yeah. and then, well, and you know, Trace that... is underneath going, yeah, oh, yeah, he didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the way I tried to play Trace is, you know, she was the oldest of the group, uh-huh. you know, yeah. so she's more mature, more thoughtful about things. And very much the, the older sibling. Group. Yeah, it was like very she... much, yeah, it was her group of people. Yeah. And I like how that sort of naturally played out. It was definitely. The three of you, you guys, as a group, 
and it definitely felt like Bear was just tagging along, uh-huh. yeah. and he really wasn't a part of it. He's just doing his own so, thing. Because it seemed like at every point, especially whenever uh, Trace said something, the two of you were like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bear was there, was like, <laughs> and then Bear, Bear was over top, was like, well, why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but, we, but we, this food is going to last us a month. We need more than this. What? <laughs> yeah. I see. If you listen, Trace, it would last you longer. I don't think it would necessarily for Bear. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, well, that also, was the clue. There's something yes. else going on the, with Bear. I, I think that our characters were like, and referring to Trace, we were, oh, well, Trace has been doing this longer. And she's older. She has more experience doing, mm-hmm. staying alive on the streets. Yeah. And we're just like, well... Not I don't have that. to think about yeah. it if they don't, if she already knows how. Well, it's not just that. It's also she helps take care of you. Yeah, yeah and that's what I, yeah. you know, early on, yeah. Trace will be back. Good. She's always been back. She's taking care of us. It's like the Lost Boys looking for a mother. Oh, Wendy. Boy. You're our Wendy. Hairiest Wendy I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Rufio, but. Rufio. Rufio. It's such a good movie. Yeah, that that movie. You go back and there you are. You watch it as a kid, and you're like, "This movie is amazing." You watch it as an adult, and you go, "This movie is so dark." Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a perfect example. But it's still a great movie. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a, a yeah. really good movie, but it's like a perfect example of what we were showing with that last episode. Yeah. Is that things can be really dark around you, and the kids will just <laughs> not even see it for what it is. Yeah. So. Let's go ahead and talk snacks, because uh, we're not really warning points for <laughs> for role-playing tonight, I think. Well, I think everybody loved the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was great. Mm. The bacon and onion mac and cheese. That was oh, good. that was so good. And garlic. It was and garlic. garlic. Yeah. It was garlic. You know, it was so funny, because I, I woke up this morning, and my wife was gone uh, for a, uh, a volunteering thing she was doing with a race. And so I messaged her, and I go, I am really in the mood for bacon. And she's like, well, we have some in the freezer. I'm like, score. So I cooked myself a, a whole thing of bacon, ate a lot of it. There's some left, I think, if she didn't eat it Bacon's all. healthy, by the way. Yeah, it is. It, it is. <laughs> when you're on the paleo diet, every, yeah. every strip of bacon is another step closer to heaven. And uh, it's, When you're not on the paleo diet, every, every strip, strip of bacon, bacon is a step closer to heaven. It's meat candy. <laughs> meat candy. So, so I, I, I gorged myself on bacon this morning. And then I come here, and Jeff has a whole, like, two-pound block of bacon that he's just chopping up. And I'm like, is that more bacon? <laughs> this day is getting better he and better. He said it exactly like that, too. <laughs> he did. He did. So, yes, bacon, mac, and cheese was amazing. George standing over the pot, when is this going to be ready? <laughs> <laughs> In just his underwear. <laughs> Full disclosure, I am wearing... All my clothes right now. I was wearing all my clothes when we got here. I will be wearing all of my clothes until I go to bed. This is the second session in a row where we reference not wearing clothes. (laughs) You guys have some issues to work out. Next campaign we're doing in a nudist colony. (laughs) So anyway, back to food. In addition to the mac and cheese, uh, another Grove contribution was the zucchini bread, which was really good. Mm-hmm. It was very tasty. quite delicious. Yes, but it wasn't cheese. No, no it, was, well, it wasn't not cheese. cheese. It was not cheese. <laughs> I brought 
Rice Krispie treats that had pork rinds. Pork rinds added to them. It's quite tasty. That sounds yeah. odder than it actually was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They were re- well. It was a really nice boutique well, pork rinds, which. How many times do you get to say that? <laughs> and and it, they were chili salt flavor. And uh, like when you ate it, it gave you a nice little bit of heat on the end of it. I also thought that it balanced out really well because you had the saltiness mm-hmm. contradicting the sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So it balanced very nicely. I'll have to do those again. They, they might be a nice little surprise for people at church. <laughs> I've never had pork rinds in my life. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Aaron also... Brought oh, Aaron brought some Klondike bars, Klondike which I think bars. is great because we th- were ha- we had an episode with a character named Bear, and we have <laughs> oh, yeah. bears on the Klondike bar boxes. And those are actually being consumed at the moment. Yes. Jeff actually just pulled Very another yummy. one. Uh, we have what? Oreo and Reese's? Oreo and Reese's. I couldn't decide on just one of them. It's you hard to can. decide between Klondike's. You never can. I, I still have to go with the original Klondike bar. It's my favorite. That one's really good. I like the Heath ones a lot. Heath ones are good. I almost got the Heath good. ones. But I figured I couldn't buy three things of Klondike bars <laughs> for today. Jeremy disagrees with you. <laughs> well, this will last us like an hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I see what you did oh, there. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. We <laughs> talk about like days. This will barely last us. <laughs> and when you have a food shortage, well, I guess you'll just have to grin and bear it. <laughs> you guys keep inviting me back. Oh, I know. So, guys, uh, I guess we will have to see what the rest of season one will hold for us now that we're done with the side shots. We've got to figure out how we're going to work all of this stuff back in, see yeah. where it leads. Yeah, I love the way we did the side shots with the. Uh, it's like we did just like you watch when you watch a movie. You have a major event. You have the side shows. You know. Do you think that it worked well as a storytelling device? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it gives some hints as to uh, what characters you might see pop up later. Mm-hmm. Also, it gives a little bit more to the world. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it gives more depth to the world in general. I think that the side shots were really ambitious for a RPG campaign. Yes. Like I think that if you're doing like a another form of storytelling, like maybe a movie or something like that, a little easier to do. TV show especially. Yeah. It kind of feels like a, we designed both of our to be that way, where it feels like a TV place like a TV show. Yeah. yeah. I think this campaign definitely does that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. More so than our other campaigns. Uh, no, Terra Proximus did very yeah. much so. Yes, it did. The um, 100. I, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did release, we do release the show under a Creative Commons license, but. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach us at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com if you want to discuss uh, contract negotiations. All we want is you to buy some equipment. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let us quit our day jobs. Do this for that'd a living. That would be even nicer. That would be amazing. I would do this for a living. I would do it for a living, too. <laughs> I don't know if I would. Get I mean, I, not, not that I don't love <laughs> yeah, Not that no. I don't enjoy this. No, it's... I really enjoy my day job. That's good. That's good. That's a good thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy just shakes his head. <laughs> Part of the frustration with this kid's episode is because I deal with kids all day. <laughs> 
Jeremy's a uh, school teacher. So half of me was like, oh, not this kind of activity or behavior again. <laughs> so did we nail it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We nailed it. I, I don't know. I, I think that creative, collaborative to- storytelling is probably some of the most fulfilling stuff that I do. Uh, so I don't necessarily think I would be the GM for every single thing no. that we did. If we were doing it full time, definitely yeah. no. no. I'd share the wealth on that. I will say this, that some people make it work for a living, and I, I give them I give them all the kudos in the world, but for us, this is a passion. Yes. That's a lot of kudos. Oh, yeah. It would take you forever to eat that many kudos. Is a kudos a kind of food? It's a candy bar. It yes. is. I haven't seen those around in forever, though. I know. It's been a long time. Well, anyway, I think we're reaching the point in the conversation where we're just kind of trailing off and discussing food more than anything, so... That happens regularly. Yeah. All my Especially for bear. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to forbear on any more bear puns, and we'll just go ahead and call it good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bone Thrower's Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater, and also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. I barely got away with that last one. <laughs>